Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Product to Paycheck podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, an inventory, profit, and cash flow expert. I'm here to help you with all things money-related in your product-based business. Why are you working for free? I want you to take a paycheck, and we can do that with some bite-sized, actionable steps. Let's get started. I'm your host, Sierra, and I love to bring you unique, wonderful guests where we can learn something, we can pull a nugget out, we can go away feeling energized about something new that we should dive into, or maybe what we've been working on and feeling a little stuck. And today, I think your guest is going to do just that. Um, Christine Russo, although it says in your bio that you go by, is it Russo? How do you pronounce it? You got it. (laughs) Okay. And that's kind of, you know, what people call you. So I love that. Um, Just super informal. We're going to chat a little bit today about her background and how she works with independent retailers, just like you. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ciara. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. So you're in New York. I'm in Tennessee, but it's hot in New York in August. It's really hot. Oh my gosh. So hot. Yes. Yeah. So it's, we're in the middle of the summer. Well, we're, we're tail end of the summer, I guess, as we're recording this. Um, and this time of year can be really stressful for retailers. You've been around the block for a while. You've seen it all. You've done it all. Um, I'd love to ask you, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but I want to just tap into your genius. Tell me what you think is going to happen or what, what trends you're seeing with retail, right? So we're coming off of June, July, August, we're hoping for a great holiday season, but the last couple of years have been so strange. The roller coaster has been even more intense than usual. What do you see happening in retail right now that we should be excited about? Well, I wish I could tell you that the roller coaster was coming to an end, uh, but it's not. So we need to continue to stay buckled up, um, you know, kind of midway through COVID when we started to see the industry started to see that we were going to get out of this alive, right? It was like, yay, we're going into the roaring 20s. The next, maybe not the whole decade, but certainly the next at least five years, maybe two years. I don't know what happened to that dialogue because it's gone. Yes. Different forms of buckling up. So what to look out for is, you know, unfortunately the pressure stays on and nobody knows this better than your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us your background. I want to know your story. I love hearing the story of every woman woman that I get to visit with on this podcast. Tell me just your story. How did you get into the retail industry? What do you do? What do you love? What freaks you out? What keeps you up at night? All the things. All right. Well, my kids say I talk too much, so I'm going to try to do this really quickly. And I did a little mini 30 second video, which they can find on one of my websites that perfect tells the story. So I went to college and my father was like, well, you have to get a real job. Like a real job is not like working for corporate retail. That would not be considered a real job, but that's, so I ended up in management consulting at Deloitte, which was a real job and I loved it. But in management consulting, they had partners that led each of the kind of uh, pillars or verticals. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so I kind of worked across all the different ones. And I thought, you know, this like marketing thing is actually very cool from like an analytical standpoint. So I ended up, it was very long ago, like calling from the back of a newspaper, a want ad and got into J crew corporate. Okay. Okay. Second employee for their outlet division. If you could believe. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. 
corporate employee. Uh, the first corporate employee was this woman who inspired me. And that's the main thing that, you know, if I could just digress for a second is find people of any gender, of any type who inspire you and really kind of like, you know, you kind of go like, huh, hmm, I like that. What is that? Yes. You learn more about that. And you kind of like emulate it or take little pieces of it. I like to think of our, myself as a quilt where each of the little patches are pieces I've taken from different people in my life over and over and over again. So you might I see more or one more influential person in your life, like even your aunts and uncles and your, of course your parents and everyone, your teachers, they each like, and some people are not influential and that's yeah. okay. Like they don't get a piece of the pie at all. Um, so yeah, so that really inspired me. And I thought, you know, this is very interesting how retail is actually a business and not just, I only thought of it as like, you know, a kind of summer job. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and from there it took off. It was J Crew for many years, moved into actually um building the stores, which moved into like site selection, design, construction, turnkey. Um went to another company and another company. And I'm a very loyal person. I stayed long periods of time there. And then using all that I learned there, I was invited by an alum from my university who was the dean to, to teach at FIT. And I taught global retail. Okay. Graduate students. And it was fascinating because I, again, I, you know, hopefully all throughout your whole career, you're having these eye-opening moments when you're not like sleepwalking once you get a lot of experience. So many people had no experience in retail, not even a drop. So I'd like say things and they'd be like, what? I'm like, oh, wow. So a little bit of basics, a little bit yep. of advanced, they're graduate students, right? So where do you plant the flag in terms of sharing the information? And from there, got into various forms of consultative retail. And one of them, I work very, very closely with independent retailers. So closing the loop, I'm really excited to be here and talk to you, to your great audience. Yes. So now you um, have dove into the technology side of retail and how it can help. And we were just talking about Management One, which is um, a company that you are tied in with and believe can really help independent retailers. So talk to us about that. Because when So when I hear the word technology, I think oh, like my eyes, I don't even know what I think, right? Because it's just really scary. And honestly, you know, all of us in small retail, you might have one, two, maybe you have four or five employees, but we do a lot. And the thought of trying to learn technology and how do you implement it can be so overwhelming. But a system like Management One is a piece of technology. So talk to us about what you do there and why that can be a great gateway to use systems and processes through technology to help build your retail. You're very, very right. I'm very well versed in technology, but I also am like, oh gosh, this is, I don't even want to learn how to use the remote here or like, or hook up an Alexa. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> let me get an app. Let me get a handyman to help me. It's a lot. And when you're running the store and you've got a million pressures on you, it's, it's the last thing you want to do. So, so what, so what are we doing here? So we're talking about, so one of how to use technology in a way that works for you? That's the question. Yeah. So I revert to the management one conversation for two major reasons. One reason alone would be enough to say, to give it very serious consideration, but I have two major reasons. And if that's not enough, I don't know what to tell you. So the first reason is if you're not 
obsessively managing forward look inventory and managing into your dollars in the way that management one does with a forecast and strategy forward look and how to play your cash I don't know how you stay in business I don't know how I agree you remain profitable you yeah. may get to the end of the year and your accountant who's going to run numbers in a very different way say you did great but the truth is you'll look at your bank account and go I don't have any money like what are you talking about? <laughs> yes we have this conversation all the time where's all my money where's all my money so your money is hidden in your inventory and it's hidden in in different different methodologies and i'm not saying anything people don't know but when you have an outside person holding you accountable and saying you know you've had this for 120 days we're done we're done yeah you're going to market to like 90% off get it yes. out your money's not working your money's not making money yes okay? yeah so that's the first thing so you have to be doing that. So how do you do that? Well, it's really hard to do that on your own. And it's really hard to go to the Shopify app store and pick one because when you do, if you have a Shopify e-com or even just Google it and look up stuff, forget it. Why? It's Goldilocks. Stuff is too big. Stuff is too small. You can't find the just right size. Also, you want to talk about time commitment? Forget it. Okay, so if you're a smaller business with a lean staff, that is not one of the things you're going to say, I need to dedicate payroll and a person to this. I'll do it when I get to it. That whole thing is, is reality. It's not right, but it's reality. So what do you do when you can't get people and you don't have time? You hire a professional. So here. No, you just go to market and buy more stuff. Don't you know that? <laughs> oh my gosh. As I said, it's sort of a little known secret. I sell, I have an agency that sells product. I am astounded that people come in without a spreadsheet and they're like yes. doing everything in their head. They don't have like an actual target. They don't call me and say this sold and I want to buy more into it because I know that that's going to drive because I, because of manager one, I primarily work with immediates only. So immediates, you know, so I want to support businesses that are thinking the right way, like a manager yeah. one philosophy. So I see it in so many different ways, right? So let's get overbought together or let's not. So what is, why do I, why do I want to recommend manager one? And I, I definitely recommend people call me and I can tell them more, more about it in a very non-salesy way. Very, that's me. Um, and it wouldn't even be me that they would be necessarily working with. I would really just want to kind of walk them through it without yeah. having to go to the management one website. I can give them a lot of personalized information, but what I want to say is management one has the best technology in the business and they've been around for 34 years. So they've done a great job of evolving and there's so much information, but you know what? That's a problem. That's, and they know that Yeah. That's why they have the middle person. They have a human being that's fully yours that meets with you on a regular basis and is accessible to you to translate and explain and guide. So it's the best technology with the most humanistic explanation, which is perfect because what good is data? What good is raw data? Like all that stuff coming at you, you need to just someone to tell you, well, if you did this, you'll get this. And if you did this, you'll get this. Yes. 
help me interpret. Yes. yes. Tell you what to do unless you want to be told what to do, but highly recommend or give four or five options. I'm telling you there are stores that should have been out of business so long ago that make money because they're with management one. I am still like, that's that's a management one client that explains everything. Yeah. So it's a really powerful resource. Yeah. So that's an example of technology that you can use in a way to simplify how you need to be running and operating your business anyway. But it, it takes that extra, like you said, that extra payroll check out of the middle. So you don't have to have someone dedicated to just that. And let's be honest, it'd be really hard to find an in-house person in a small retail company that would want to come in and just do that. Anyway, it'd be a very difficult hire. So then when, when it's a difficult hire, we tend to just grab people and shove them in the wrong position. And that doesn't work out for us. And so it can be a whole nother set of problems. But if you can find a technology piece that you can plug into your business to simplify what you're looking at so that you have more time to do what you're really good at, which is selling, looking at trends, merchandising. I love that. What's another um, option? So let's say someone's like, oh, I already do that. You know, I already work with them. What would be another example of technology that would be good for small independent retail chains or someone that's just getting started? Okay, so let's just say small has the same challenges as big. Everybody okay. has the same, it's retail, right? So what I, how I answer this question is I say, make a list. Where did you lose, drop the ball and lose money? How did what in the past year, six months, month, what happened? How did you lose a sale? Mm, such a good question. Lose a client. Do that oops list. Then do an, a list of I hate doing this. I hate it. So I don't do it. I'm bad. I hate it. So I'm bad at it. I, I hate it. So it doesn't get done. All of those, like, I hate this. Okay. Yes. So start with those two things. You, then you'll see, oh, there's actually a commonality here. So you have a list of things, then you'll bucket them, bucket them into, oh, actually, this is like rebound emails. I don't like saying anything, one email, but I hate sending another. I feel bad. Okay. Yep. Or, you know, I forgot. It's usually I forgot. I forgot to stay in touch with that client 30, 45 days after to say, how was your experience with this? As a reminder, we sell these also. I forgot. Okay. Those are two examples, right? So after you do that, and after you realize you lost money because that customer hasn't come back in a while, then you look for technology. Okay. For solutions. Don't start with the technology. No, ew, gross. It's there. That is so good. And you know what actually I love about this too, is that it would be a phenomenal filter to say no to all the things that come at you, right? So we sit on our phone and we scroll and this ad pops up. We're like, oh, maybe I need that. Maybe I should have that for my business, right? And we subscribe and we use things that we don't really need or we're not going to really use. But if we have our list of this is my oops list, this is my I hate list, I'm going to find the common denominators. I'm going to bucket those things. Then I'm going to go find a solution. When that gorgeous ad pops up, we're like, that's a really great ad. But you know what? I don't need to have that covered or I already have that covered. I was just talking to a boutique owner the other day who said she's so historically bad at signing up for so many things and not using any of them. Oh. So she's like, you know, when you talk about where's my cash, I look and I'm like, all these subscription membership apps, all these things. And I think that's what happens with technology because we try it, then we don't use it. 
Do you agree? No, you know what? God bless, because that's a great thing. She's 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 of a curious mind. And and that's everything. So thinking I could my business can be bigger, better, easier, whatever. Fill in the words. If I did this, the the urge is there, but it's a little bit like our iPhone. Do you know how much power is in this thing? Do you know what we use it for? Texting. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty of it, right? So it's just, it's the world we live in where you will like eager to get your hands on something. And, and I love that because it's terrible if someone is not like that and is like, I tried that. It didn't work because I'll tell you something, tech for retailers, uh, it's, and I've been here since like the dinosaur days. It's astounding to me how like all the smarty pants kids want to solve problems for retailers now. Like what? Yeah. Okay. When before they were like, that's just a hobby. It's not even a real job, right? Retail was like a garbage industry. No one coming out of like the top schools thought, you know, I can make my name here. And now even Facebook, you know, it's like the amount of retail advertising that has made that company what it is. I mean, they recognize small business as a major contrib, you know, the, the top contributor to their growth. And I'm calling it Facebook because I'm really referring to like pre-meta days yeah, um, and pre this iOS change that has changed everything with respect to digital advertising, but I digress. So, uh, what were we talking about? Um, I think just, I don't know. We, we were just going down a little fun little rabbit trail there. But I think just to remember, reminding that we don't have to use everything, but we should keep that curious mindset. Oh, we right. should keep that, that I want to learn. I want to grow. What am I missing out? How can I improve my business or myself? That. Right. You're right. So back to the expenses. Personally, I think it's good practice, you know, as individuals to always check your subscriptions whenever you can. You don't need an app to do it, but, you know, just kind of go in there and be like, is this great for me? Now, one of the things I, I'm upset, I do that obsessively because I am, I toot my own horn, I'm very, very curious. And so I'm constantly like pitting one solution against another. And I'm like, oh, this is better. I'll pay more for this because it's better, or I'll pay less for this because right. and it's even better. So you really have to get your hands dirty. It's, it's, it is definitely like, you know, put your little rabbit slippers on and just play around. And, and that's a little bit of what signing up for these things are. Um, and make yeah. sure if you're, I find, you know, it's like going on a diet on New Year's Eve. You're like, I'm doing it. Right. And you're like, <laughs> Not doing this. Um, motivation comes from various sources. And I like to use the bucket list as the ultimate motive motivation. I lost money because of this. I'm motivated to make that money back. Yes. So it, or I spent July 4th reconciling my reports rather than with my kids at the beach because of whatever. I'm never letting that happen again. Oh, I love that thinking. All those yeah. disgusting things that we find ourselves having to like fix very much can be handled with technology. So good. I was just reading a book yesterday. I finished it and he was talking about just that, that there is no losing in business. There's no, I lost, oh, I screwed up. I messed up unless we don't learn from it. 
if we let that opportunity of learning and curiosity fly by us, that's a different story. But if we did something and it didn't turn out, or we have a regret and we can look at that and be curious and learn from it, whether it's, you know, I never managed my inventory, but I'm going to start today. Or, you know, I'm going to, you know, check on my expenses or I'm going to understand cash flow. When I started, I didn't have any idea, but I know that I need to now. So I'm starting today. That's an absolute win. So I love that. One of the toughest things I find, and um, I do post a lot of this on that agency side of, of um, on my Instagram, which is unfortunately, or fortunately, a lot of people of the smaller, you know, kind of the, this type of business go into retail because it's creative, it's fun, they have talent in just creating an amazing environment physically, hospitality wise, and yet 50%, if not more, to be honest with you, a retail is math, systems, It is um, gross things that all occur back of house, all those things. So that honeymoon of what retail is can be very, uh, it can be a rude awakening if you don't tend to those things. And yeah, and a lot of times we don't tend to things we don't a lot of things we don't tend to things that we don't like yeah went into the business if we connect it back because we like to we like people and we like to merchandise a wall like there's just I'm living a visionary type of world and I like to assort in any category it could be yarn it could be soft goods it could be bicycles you're constantly you're a visual person you live in this world well Unfortunately, you have to also live in the other half of the world. Yeah, but there are tools and there are good people like you, like me. We are willing to help you all so that you can, you know, manage the scientific side as easily as possible so that you can do more of the art side of the business. Because <laughs> right. that's what we want for you. We want you thriving where you will make the money, which is typically on the art side, but we got to make sure that we're not leaving that science side just because we don't understand it or it's frustrating or it seems boring or out of touch. So bringing those two pieces all, the, all together, so important. It was so good to visit with you today. I would love to have you leave us all with a word of advice that you maybe received in your career from a mentor or someone like you mentioned at the beginning that you look up to and that piece of advice has stuck with you and you would love to share it with our listeners. Oh my God. Uh, um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's so many. We, we think of them. They always pop to mind when we're in yeah. the middle of something or maybe a piece of advice that you like to give. Yeah, that's better. I'm yeah. Talker. Um, one of my mo more common phrases I say now, which I find helps people who are freaking out, maybe yep. they lost a sale, maybe your perspective, like a brand said no to them for distribution because they, they're going a different direction. Like nobody likes to like lose opportunity and right. you get anxious and you get like, so I always say to people, play, play chess, not checkers, never get lost in that short term kind of maybe whatever you're being strategic. You're like six strategies down. So whatever's oh, so good, you, you, you're, you're going to pivot that into something else and it helps. It diffuses their emotions. Um, 
and it happens all the time in retail, like a rep steals a store or whatever, whatever, whatever. Or your customer opens across the street with the exact same brand. That happens. The brand, like yes. that brand should know better, but it happens. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What do you do? You call the brand, you have a freak out. You decide how you're going to play that. So it's to your advantage and it mm. takes time and thinking and strategy. Keep emotions out. So good, you guys. Yes. So play chess, not checkers. We are all in this for the long haul and you have to think to the future and what is today's actions and words. What are the ramifications of those down the road? Um, and that will just really help. I can see how that could just immediately help diffuse and just, I'm going to chill out. I'm just going to think about the future and not, not today. So I love that. Thanks for hanging out with me today and giving your words of wisdom. Where can the customers that are listening find you? Okay. So it's a pleasure. I mean, I really, I love what you're doing and I love this community. So um, thank you so much for having me. Um, I do want to mention my Instagram because they're kind of, I really take like a, it's like, a data-driven, approachable, I love to use the word approachable um, message platform. So that is, the Instagram is E-U-R-P loves the letter U, E-U-R-P loves you. Okay. That's where I really get into the mindset of people who are spending a lot of money, store owners, to make money. And wow, like, what am I doing? How can I really maximize this? The company name is EU Retail Partners. Okay. And the word partners was so specifically chosen and the homepage says mindfully matching boutiques and brands. So I'm really so good. And for, you know, the success of this community and uh, rising tides, rise all boats. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. We're going to grab all those links. So if you're driving or if you're out on your morning walk or run, don't stress about not being able to have them. They'll all be in the show notes and we'll email them out to y'all as well. Thank you for joining me today. Ciara. Hey friend, how often do you find yourself on Pinterest? If you're like me, I'm guessing it's quite a bit. We have so much fun sitting down, scrolling through ideas on how to decorate our homes or prepare a beautiful meal for friends and family that are on their way over. But have you thought about using Pinterest for your business? Well, I have. I've been thinking about how Pinterest could really help you as a boutique owner launch products and get new people through your door. And that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to Simple Pin Media. Simple Pin Media is the go-to Pinterest marketing agency that helps product-based sellers sell their products on Pinterest. And that's why I'm really excited about Simple Pin Media, because they work specifically with product or inventory-based businesses just like you. Their goal is to help you understand how to leverage Pinterest to get your shop up and running and to market your products in a way that connects with buyers on the Pinterest platform. They have options for learning, consulting, and full-on management if you just want someone to do it for you. The gals at Simple Pin Media are amazing. I want you to check them out. So head on over to Simple Pin Media, take a look at simplepinmedia.com and what they have to offer. Look at the show notes. You'll find all sorts of resources about Simple Pin Media right there. Click on the link, sign up for some information for a class or a course, and let's get you started on Pinterest.